Good morning, church, or good afternoon, I guess it is at now at 12.07. Welcome to the house of the Lord. It's good to see all of you. I'm here to bring just a taste, but before I do, I thought I would let you all know that it's been good to have the whole family home, but Vincent is headed back to Columbus. So if you want to greet him and say goodbye to him before he heads off for a few more months of schooling, uh, he will be headed off this week. And Regina and I are going to take opportunity to go be with him for a couple of days. So we won't be here next weekend. We're going to be with our son. So just wanted to let you know that. It's always good to have all of our babies home. Mommy likes it better than Daddy does. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said Mommy likes it better than Daddy does. Um, but we're proud of our of our children. Also, uh, two weeks from today, on August 28th, Marcus will be bringing you an update or a, a report with regard to his service on your behalf in Guatemala. So you don't want to miss that on August 28th. He is um, working industriously for that report and is so excited about the opportunity to stand in front of all of you and to speak to you. And if you believe that, I also have a bridge in Brooklyn I can sell you really cheap. <laughs> all right, now let's get on to just a taste. So I'd like to begin with uh, two verses of Scripture in Matthew chapter 18, verse, verse 21. Uh, without telling you where I'm going or what I'm doing, Tina, don't put up my title slide until I tell you to. All right, so... At that point, now I'm going to take you back to what's that point. But at that point, Peter got up the nerve to ask, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? Anybody ever been hurt? Okay. So Peter comes to Jesus. Something's precipitated this, and I'm going to come back to that in a moment. And he says, how many times? And then he proposes what I am assuming Peter considered to be generous. And most commentators read this, that Peter was talking about a, a one offense, not that Sister Debbie and I have across 50 years, uh, you know, only seven offense, but in a particular offense, how many times do I, when someone hurts me, do I forgive them? A particular thing that they do, like making fun of, a broken foot and saying it was because of a fight or something like that, you know, like that example. Okay. If Arash did that, how many times do I forgive? Seven? Now, now look at verse 22. So Jesus says, seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. And I like the way this translation puts it of try because you don't even get the sense then that Jesus is actually given a straight answer. He's just blowing out of the water Peter's question for a limitation. Now, when you couple that with another passage of Scripture that I'm not going to show you today that is familiar to you, you know it because I've taught it to you, I've preached it to you, you've heard it from many people, that if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. Jesus is crystal clear that forgiveness is necessary. Now, how many of you have a hard time with forgiveness? Good. My message will work well for you today then. Yeah, forgiveness is hard because forgiveness is releasing someone from your justice. It's releasing someone from your judgment. What you feel would be proper, what you feel would put things to the right. And honestly, sometimes we're hurt so bad that what would make us feel better, or at least we think would make us feel better, is pretty drastic. 
Let's be honest about the thoughts that go through our minds. Let's be honest about the feelings that course through our bodies. Let's, let's be honest about these emotions. I mean, we would do some pretty bad things. I mean, you, you, you might read in a book about, you know, thumb screws, or you might read about crucifixions and think, oh, that's horrible. But in certain moments, they sound pretty appropriate. So forgiveness is hard. Now, let's back up. And Tina, if you'll give me my first, uh, that next section of Scripture. So verse 15, Jesus gives us a passage. This is the context. This is what's leading up to, at this point, Peter got up the nerve to ask. If a fellow believer, here's that word again, hurts you, go and tell him. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take one or two others along so that the presence of witnesses will keep things honest and try again. If he still won't listen, tell the church. If he won't listen to the church, I like how Eugene Peterson puts this in this translation, you'll have to start over from scratch, confront him with the need for repentance, and offer again God's forgiving love. Now, here's what I want to draw your attention to. Jesus says, take this most seriously. A yes on earth is yes in heaven, and a no on earth is no in heaven. What you say to one another is eternal. I mean this. And then this passage that we love, when two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. Now, what's the immediate context of two people getting together? It's two people who have been hurt and are fixing it. This is where the Father goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure I'll be there. So the context of Jesus being in the midst of two or three people is in fact those one or two, excuse me, those two or two or three. First action, go to the person you have hurt with, make it right. Second action, take one or two others so that it's kept honest. That's where Jesus is going to be in the midst. Now, all of you that think he isn't here today, because it's not the specific application of this, so we're gathered together in Jesus' AWOL, Relax. He said he would never leave us or forsake us, okay? Calm down, folks. But the specific context of this passage is that him being in the midst of us when we are forgiving one another. But forgiveness is hard. We all agreed it's hard. It doesn't feel good. Now, this week in small groups, you're going to learn about how to serve. And one of the elements that we're going to look at, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it today because I want you to develop it and, and be a part of it in small groups, but you're going to find that the greatest service you can provide to a fellow believer is forgiveness. And forgiveness requires humility. You say, how, how, why do you say that? Because Humility is about self-denial. There are none of you, 
See, here's the problem with humility. Everybody thinks it's a personality trait. So all you quiet folks, you're humble. You are not humble. I know you're not humble. You just don't say anything to out yourself. And the loud folks or the vivacious folks or the willful folks, okay, folks like me, we're the proud folks, right? No, no, no. All of us have trouble with pride. Can I at least get a nod from everybody in the place? Okay. We all struggle with pride because pride is wanting what is not rightfully yours. Whether it be position, money, influence, power, wealth, whatever it is, it's wanting what is not yours. It is not living in truthfulness about who you are. So here's the problem. When my brother hurts me, do you know what I want? I want to be God. That's really what I want. I want to be God. I want to make judgment on Sister Debbie. Since I picked on you, I'll just stick with you. Uh, I, I want to make judgment on her intent. I want to make judgment about what she did. And I want everything to go my way. I don't really care about Debbie because I'm hurt. I'm not really worried about Debbie because I'm the one that matters. I want my way. And forgiveness causes us to deny self, to release and realize we are not God, to realize that I can't sort out why Debbie hurt me, to give her the benefit of the doubt that she may not have meant to hurt me, even though she did hurt me. And so humility is the recipe for the greatest service you can provide to your brothers or your sisters, which is forgiveness. Not only does Jesus require you to forgive, but circumstances are going to make it impossible for you to avoid forgiving. There is no way that you're not going to be hurt and that you're not going to hurt someone. There's no way. And humility is that part of us that recognizes that we do not have it all sorted out. We ourselves hurt people and didn't mean to. We ourselves make mistakes when we weren't trying to. And so we accord to them the same mercy and grace that we would want accorded to ourselves. Now, give me my title slide. This is a wild and wacky title slide. All right, you ready? So the, oh, I love it, but the only way to avoid forgiveness, are you ready for this? The only way to for, avoid forgiveness, no, it's not Stephen. That is, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a problem there, Steve, behave. All right, the only way to avoid forgiveness is to not be hurt. Now, by the way, Christians, this is bonus. You can cultivate within yourself a tolerance of one another that leads to less hurt. And when you do that, you don't have to forgive because there's nothing to forgive. But when it comes time that you realize I am hurt, you've got to forgive. Because the reality is, is no matter how much, I'm a pastor. Do you know how many of you are mad at me at any one point? Do you know how many of you have an opinion about what I do as my job and think I do it poorly? 
at any given point. Come on now, let's be honest. Think of how many of you are willing to make suggestions to help me out in what I'm doing. If Brother Steve would just get this one little point, it'd be a lot better. Brother Keith has them almost every day. Brother Brian does too. Come on, let's be honest about it, folks. So the reality is, is that if I went around being really touchy, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to spend all day praying for forgiveness for all of you because I'm going to be constantly hurting. So I learned, and a long time ago I learned this, I can be less touchy. I can be less sensitive because I don't want to spend all my time forgiving people. So I've learned not to be as offended. So Sister Debbie's very offensive. She does all kinds of stuff that offends me. I just cut her slack. I just give her space. I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. The only way to forgive forgiveness is to not be hurt. And today I'm telling you, you can get better at not being hurt, but you cannot get perfect at it. You will be hurt. And in that moment, the greatest service you can provide to your brother or your sister is to be humble and to extend to them forgiveness. And that's just a taste.